Welcome to Double Burst, a podcast about Dice Masters. We are a group of Utah players that want to bring you the latest Dice Masters news, strategies, tips, and more. Whether you're a new or seasoned player, we hope this show has something for you. I'm KT Data, one of your hosts, and welcome to episode 112. In this episode, we'll be passing you priority, revisiting Ramp in 2018, and wrapping it all up with an errata that. So let's kick it off by passing you priority. All right, guys, we are here with Dr. J. How are you doing today, my friend? Doing great. We are kicking off this episode, but again, still no rules for them updates. Eh, that's okay. There's not really been anything new coming out, so there's not anything new to rule on, so... Uh all right, so but we it is time for us to do a passing priority, and we got a whole bunch of uh, emails from you guys, so we wanted to make sure that we got that on the air. So the first one, this one's always an interesting thing. Like I think we've discussed it before on doing, and I, I think Russ thinks about it all the time too. But so it's from Josh B, and it says, "What's up, fellas? I've always wanted to have something on my team to lure my opponent into a bad buy, kind of." Like a sleight of hand where they think I bought some, I brought something to use while my real win con is a is waiting in the shadows. So I was at, in a local tournament and I had improvised weapon and haymaker as my basic actions. My team was common boom boom, common yanti, Spider Man War of the Heart, uncommon dum dum, um, Wong faithful servant, rare Professor X, uh, super rare Ronin and Hell Hellcat Hell's Bells. Every game my opponent bought all my improvised dice on their first turn thinking I was going the unblockable Yanti boom boom route when in reality I was going to flood my field with sidekicks, get Spidey in my first turn and all my dum-dums in the next couple turns. This turned into some pretty quick games I won. My trap worked exactly how I thought it would work in every game. I was wondering if you guys have ever had a decoy on your team to psych out your opponent from what your actual plan was. I look forward to hearing from you guys. Josh B. Yeah, I I remember reading that email and thinking, I can't think of a time where I ever intentionally put cards on my team to throw my opponent off. And I think the main reason is because you've only got eight spaces on your team. Is it really wise to put like trick cards on there? Now, for like a regular event, I think it's fun. And, and I've done it before where I've tried to put things on my team where it, it's like the you know the the hidden attack that they're not going to see coming you know the hidden strategy that i have um but i i don't think i've ever done it like like he says yeah uh, i i mean i i thought about it i used to do it a little bit more in the early days of dice masters but now that eight cards is just it's so difficult to narrow down your team to eight cards where i i less look for decoys and more look for alternate win conditions, like putting yeah. a, a, another card on there. So kind of like how he had, so if, you know, they had shut down his sidekicks. He could go the Yanti boom, boom route. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's totally where, got an alternate yeah. win condition on his team. And that's not a bad idea. Put two strong win conditions on your team. And then when your opponent uh, decides to try to shut down one of them, you could whip the other one out and try to win that way. Uh, I think the closest I've ever gotten to having a decoy card on my team was my Doomsday team, and I'd put Trusted Friend on it, and <laughs> people would buy it because it was a two-cost, and we didn't have dirt-cheap actions back then. Two-cost was as cheap as it got, really. Uh, and when somebody bought it, I'd always in my head go, hey, 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 yes. Yeah, and then sometimes you would buy it, and then I'd go, what in the world are you thinking? You know not to buy it, and you took, still bought it. Took a lot of willpower <laughs> not to buy that die. Lots of times. <laughs> All right. So our next email is from Orange Lion, and he says, Hey, guys, love the show and love your insight. I know some of you went to Origins, and we all wish we could have gone. In an episode of Brewing Buddies, uh, we'll, we'll do it for passing priority, I'd be really interested to hear what team you did run or would have run in attendance at Nationals. Additionally, if you had extra time in this, you know, the past knowledge of what was actually brought, I'd love to hear what changes you would make to that team today since we have the knowledge of what teams were successful in the tournament. Uh, thank you for all you do for this amazing community, and I hope you all have a great summer. Orange Lion. Well, Orange Lion, I'll let you know, it is freaking hot right now in Utah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, it's been a heat wave, man. It's unbearable. Yeah, yeah but so, th I mean, this is kind of good, you know, this is actually an interesting question because hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? Um and so I'll let you know what I brought. So for my team that I brought, it was actually a sidekick team 
that had super rare Jubilee on it. Um, it had the rare Dum Dum, where I wouldn't take if Dum Dum is active. I won't. My sidekicks don't take any non-combat damage. Um, it also had the Captain America super rare that gave all my sidekicks plus one defense infiltrate. Uh, the super rare, uh, what's her name? Um, Angela that makes infiltrate characters unblockable. Um, and kind of your commons things like your shriek, your professor X. Did I count eight characters already? Uh, but I, I, I think it was that it also had splinters teaching for some transfer power shenanigans right. when I could. And what was my basic action? I don't quite remember what that was. I, I honestly don't remember. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I, I didn't use it. Obviously. Villainous pact or something. No, it, yeah, it, it may have been Villainous Pact or Resurrection, hmm. but I don't quite remember. Or, or no, it was Misdirection, so I could uh, oh, yeah, get yeah. my characters in, which I don't think I ever bought once. So looking back, hindsight 2020, uh, the winning team was Yanti with Pseudo Super Dragon, rare, right? With yeah. Pseudo Dragon, yeah, right? To do the extra damage. I think I would have taken Dormammu. I think that. Uh, the Yanti and the pseudo dragon together would have been, that would have been enough to where, you know, they're going to have to have enough characters in the field. They have to be able to use their actions, yeah, right? Yeah. Dormammu would shut that down if they have three different characters in the field. So if they have another sidekick or a shriek in the field, you know, then Dormammu is going to stop them from using actions. So I probably would have put him on as a counter to that team. Also, uh, maybe some gold dragon teams that might be a decent counter because he's got big stats. And I probably would have built around something weird because I like doing that. I probably <laughs> would have taken an immortal team or I might have taken uh, like a golems team or something like that. I really don't know. Uh, I knew I wasn't going to go. And so I didn't really think about what yeah. team I would take personally. I'm I, sure I, Russ I think, I, think I, may would, I may have even brought a Samantha Wilson to use the global to prevent one damage. Oh. Because that I mean that was kind of part of that game too was who would who could manage to do enough attune damage a turn to knock out a character so you could actually damage the other opponent. Oh, yeah. Where a Samantha Wilson could change you know, I mean that I, that gives your opponent the chance too, but if they're saving shields, that means they're not buying cheap actions, right? Yeah. Um so that that's gonna, you know, it makes that battle a little bit more interesting too. Yeah, and to, you could you could bring other cards too, like I maybe uh like Bishop. I mean, Bishop's got some pretty decent defense stats, and without the cube on the team, it would be much harder to ping him out. So maybe Bishop with the Samantha Wilson so that he's not going to get pinged out so you don't take any ability damage. Uh, he's also a decent counter to the gold dragon teams because the breath weapon won't hurt you. Um, I don't know. I don't really know what I would have taken, but probably something along so, those lines. Yeah, you know, like because that was kind of the big theme was it's either breath weapon or a tune damage, which... I think all of that's considered ability damage. So yeah. something to negate that or prevent that yeah. to, to put on your teams. Like that's that's where I would have for me, I think I had a blob, but I probably would have wanted to put another blanker or some kind of restrictor on my team. Cause usually what would happen was I even remember one time I oh, it's cause I had I put in the common hulk. I, I remember one game I had to pivot to all I had three win conditions on this team and I had to pivot to all three of them because they yeah. had because the person I was playing had blankers and like can't field abilities that were blocking each of them. So I had to pivot three times to get that win. So I probably would have, you know, put in another one so I could at least counter it and then make it more difficult for them to stop one of my win conditions. Ooh, I might have taken uh, the I think I would have taken uncommon Thanos as my win condition. I think I would have tried to build a team around him to make that my win condition that he's really fun and I like him. Um, maybe I'd put, uh, maybe I would have used a common Thanos instead to blank villains because villains were very prevalent. Yeah. I mean that, that's, I would have brought something completely out of left field that probably wouldn't have done well, but I, I definitely would not have taken a meta team if it were me. Because I don't like meta teams. <laughs> of course, I mean <laughs> you, you did everything with. Doomsday. I would have taken a Dracolich and replaced the gold dragon <laughs> and just used that card instead. That, that's not legal. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, "What's that, Dracolich? It's from the D and D set." Or you should have been like, "That's from the new Justice League set. Didn't that come out already?" <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So the last one is not a direct 
email. So, by the way, if you guys want to send us information, uh, you know, feedback and stuff, we always love hearing it. Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. And who knows, you might get, you know, on the show and passing priority. So this one is kind of an indirect one because it's from DM Armada. Um, he posted it on his page, and um, our friends from a- across the ocean, Chris Williams, tagged us in this. So we saw that. Um, and by the way, how come they like sound ten, ten times smarter on our own show than us? Who? The Ministry of Dice Guys. Because they're British. I know. It's, it's not even it's a just, question. It's, it's so unfair. It's so unfair. <laughs> we, we still love you they're guys. They're British. Chris. They sound intelligent. <laughs> we, we still love you, Chris and Andy. Um, <laughs> but so, so DM Armada had, had posted on, on his page, what's a card you wish was better than it actually was? Um, and the, the funny part about it. So Chris tags it. Someone along will be along in a minute to bring up the flash. Probably one of the official double burst podcast guys. <laughs> um, and, the, and then, uh, Corey S mentioned the double burst guys will be around soon enough to say super rare Hulk. Um, and the, the funny part is I looked, started looking through the comments and, um, so, you know, if, if you guys are new to the show, we have this segment called errata that and a majority <laughs> of those cards mentioned we have mentioned on errata that and tried to make we've our gone errata. In, we've gone through extensively and errata you know made our own erratas to those cards there were a couple that we hadn't done yet so maybe we'll hear one of those yeah. later on or something down yeah the road. So, so if you guys want to um you know let us know a card you want us to errata again shoot us an email double there's not that many left to do because we've done all of what the wh- really bad ones. what if we just like start this project to errata all what is it two thousand cards? Ooh, just start <laughs> start from A and work our way down yeah, to Z. You know, just do like a calendar, like a yearly calendar, and what we errata right. to it. Um, but yeah, double burst at ktdata.net or facebook.com forward slash double burst. Um, and speaking of errata, that you might just hear that later on in the show. So, Doctor J, thank you so much for you know passing priority with me, and hopefully you guys at home will write back and we'll be talking to you on the show. All right, guys, we are here with Zach, the Global Guru. How are you doing today, my friend? Awesome, as always. Um, this is always a fun thing to do, especially because we always tend to, some, you know, sometimes we forget about the basics. I mean, even when we were prepping for this, we were forgetting something. So it's always a good way to review. And if you're a new player, it's always a, you know, it's always good to hear some tips and tricks about things. So what, what we're talking about now is ramp. So if you aren't familiar with the term ramp, it's the ability to roll more than four dice a turn because that's the main limitation, right? When you're playing yeah. Dice Masters is how are you going to get that five, six, seven cost character if you're only rolling four? Yeah, um, and you, one, you can't. And so one of the ways is to increase your ramp. So we, we've kind of broken this down into three different categories. So the first one, we're talking about ability ramp. So characters that have different t- types of ramp. Um, and I think this first one's probably one of the more popular ones, right? So it, it, we're talking about Mimic, borrowed, borrowed Talent, and his ability is when fielded, copy the attack and defense of a target character die. When a copy of that character die is fielded, draw two dice from your bag and prep them. So, you know, what, you know what, what's the most common way of using this Mimic? Well, it's funny. When we first uh, saw this, I remember playing it, and, and it, it kind of goes through your head. You're like, wait, what if I, what if I chose a sidekick? Can I choose a sidekick? And then everyone asks everyone, yeah, I think you can. And then you start fielding these sidekicks and realize how much you're just uh, prepping dice and being able to churn things. I don't know if it was, you know, when they first came up with this ability, if it was meant to be used as really ramp, but instead of more of just like, oh, I want to copy this other character. And if you happen to feel, yeah, you get a bonus. I mean, you get a bonus, right? Maybe you'll field like a five, six cost. Yeah. It's like, oh, and then you get a, you get a prep one, you know, just kind of a little more icing on the cake. But heck man, if you, if you keep fielding sidekicks, whether it's through, you know, rolling them, through globals, through other uh, abilities. I mean, you, you can get a lot of churn and ramp to be able to buy whatever you want and get through and get what whatever yeah, you want. I, I, I know at Origins, I actually played against someone who relied this to using this on ramp. Uh-huh. And what he would actually do is use this to go buy his one against many, which is a five cost. Um and so what we and then he also had Malekith, which would give him a discount. So what he would do is field the sidekick, 
and then he'd have enough energy. He'd use the Malekith to KO his character, so he'd have three to roll next turn. And then he'd lie. KO the Mimic to be able to, or not not the Mimic, the, the sidekick. Else. Yeah. So he could field another sidekick because better the, chance, right? Yeah. So yeah. so you, the, you don't want to keep them all out in the field because then you can't refill them. Yeah. Because and then the sidekicks, you know, once you name it, it doesn't have to still be on the field for the ability to work. Yeah. So it allowed him to get those one against many very quick. Yeah. The good thing those. about this one is it's. Um, it's ramp, but it's also you build it into your team. So if you need to later on, you use the Malekith to KO him, and then you copy a bigger guy, yeah. right? And then uh-huh. you can do kind of stuff with that. So it's nice when you can work these ramp abilities and mechanics into your team so you're getting kind of a double benefit. But um, there's some downsides. So if you copy a, a sidekick, that means he's a 1-1. He's... Breath weapon kills him, you know, one magic missile ping will kill him. So he's easy to, to ping out. So there are some ways around that. Um, it's easy to lose your characters and stuff like that. So you got to be cautious when you use Mimic. But if you do it right, um, he can be a really good tool for ramp and also like a win condition. Yep. All right. So the next one is kind of similar to Mimic, but this specifically mentioned sidekicks. Um, it's Samantha Wilson. She, she's from the Thor set. Her ability is while Samantha Wilson is active, when you feel the sidekick character die, draw and roll a die. So instead of getting it next turn and two, you get it this turn. So, you know, that's, that helps you a little bit with a churn also. So being yeah. able to cycle. Especially, I, I love it when I play this and I know I've done it. And I remember, because I, Jared likes this one as well, Dr. J, one of the first times he played it, he uh, filled a sidekick, roll one, rolls a sidekick. Builds it, <laughs> rolls another sidekick. He did it like four or five times in a row. And you still beat crazy. him. And yeah, yeah, of course, probably. <laughs> no, but but, but I, I've done it too. It's, a, it's an awesome feeling because you're churning stuff, you're getting sidekicks, you know, for blockers, attackers, or whatever. But uh, it's a really fun thing. It's not the best ramp because you're kind of getting one for one um, in a lot of ways. But but it's good churn. Yeah. And, you know, don't really love the, the fielding costs with her. But I think for drafts, it's really good. And if you again, if you can work it into your team, um, it's a pretty yeah, good, and, pretty and, good ability. Actually, both with Mimic and Samantha Wilson, both of these actually work really well if you have an energy fixer on the field, yep. yeah. or if you have um, what's the other, and the, the crystal, like uh-huh. the rare crystal, where you can switch a sidekick to the question mark face. Yeah. So I, I mean, so with these ones, just to be careful, I remember when I first played the Mimic, and to a lesser extent the the Samantha Wilson, you got to be careful about bag burn. Oh yeah, that. because if you feel you know and get through so many into your prep area or in your in your field, then you're not going to have enough to draw. So you got to be careful about that. What, one one interesting thing coming up with one of the new basic actions that's been spoiled, you can. Um, you and your opponent both uh, draw and filled all of your sidekicks that you draw. Uh-huh. And so, I mean, triggering these things are going to be awesome because you can do tons of ramp and stuff like that. But again, you got to be careful because that's going to, you know, let's say you filled it three sidekicks and you're prepping six dice. That could potentially be your whole yeah. bag and you're just kind of. Yeah, between that one and this next one, which is it's, it's sort of ramp, I would say. I don't think it's in it's indirect ramp because it needs help. Mm-hmm. Um, it's spot portal jumper. While spot is active, whenever you draw and roll a die outside your clear and draw step, excluding dice drawn from the spot's ability, draw and roll an extra die. So between that one and the mimic, I swear I've taken more bad burn with my own like ramp systems than yeah. I have mm-hmm. ever have with anything else. Um, yeah, yeah. So this one's a good support one. Um, I didn't see a lot of it in in the more competitive areas. I think some people were worried about Tabaxi Rogue, yeah, because that that can, you know, this this would trigger that quite a bit. And a lot of these others that a lot, that make you draw things are going to trigger that stuff. But surprisingly, I don't think I saw any Tabaxi yeah, Rogue. And, so you might see someone like the Spot and Investigation things like that uh, come out a little bit more. Yeah, and with with the Spot, I feel like that's it's a little it's more like ramp more mm-hmm. than actually ramp with it because yes. you have to have that other piece that's causing you to draw exactly. where yep. all the other ones it's kind of built in right yes um and then so one of the the ways of ramping man there's a lot of sidekick ramp for the yeah. character abilities the next one is dark side the super rare while dark side is active your sidekicks gain swarm if get you a, pull it off it's amazing get a sidekick out play the uh what's the the sidekick card so it gets plus one bonus and just go rigorous through, training rigorous training and then go through your entire bag every yeah you got to buff turn. one of those guys up give him some good rigorous training and so he uh, has some uh extra defense so you can't just pay yeah him out. And i know ken really liked this one and 
uh, played against him and it was hard because I think I brought Magic Missile and like a Jubilee and I had to waste, you know, two energy to, to ping out those. Um, and he eventually got me in the long run because yeah, I mean, he's able to buy like dragons galore and just attack. And I, you know, wipe out my, my defense and, uh, yeah, if you can pull it off yeah. and buy whatever the heck you want yeah. and turn it and get it the yeah. next turn. This one, at least I know works this next one. I have convinced myself she doesn't work at all. And I that, love it. Th- this is the pepper pots from Thor. Pepper pots can attack while pepper pots is active. Draw an extra die at the beginning of your clear and draw step. If it is a non-sidekick die, prep it. I swear every single time I've ever played with her, I can have seven sidekicks in the bag in one character. I will draw the character every single time. But see, I don't see that as a bad thing because you want to get that character out. I mean, yeah, there could be some situations, but how many times do you have one in your bag and... Guess what? You get to draw it before you do anything else. So you draw that one, reload your bag, and or, or maybe you have two, and then mix this with like a resurrection so you know you're going to be reloading your bag. I like it just because it's one of the cheapest. Yeah, She's I, a two I'm, I'm not a fan because like what happens to me is I'll need that character that turn, and it's locked out for another turn, and my timing with these characters are just yeah thrown off because they're all, there's always one in... In like lock, like I could, I think one time I tried to do a hawk dove combo, and it, you know, I could get hawk or dove on the field, but the other one would always be trapped, and then I wouldn't have enough energy to KO it or do whatever I needed to do the next. Yeah, you turn. definitely have to make sure your timing is right. If you're if you're doing like ring of winter or hawk dove, like these combos, if you don't if you don't time it right, it, it really can yeah, mess it, you up. It totally screws you up. All yeah. right, so now we're moving on to basic action cards. And some of these, you may be listening to this and say, hey, wait, that's getting ro- that has been rotated out in the 2018 Modern. Well, some of these are getting reprinted. Yeah. Um, this first one, I feel like we need to mention it, but if you ever listen to this show, you know Russ and I don't think this well, is a Well, it's not card. technically ramp either, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, it's more of a it's, discount. It's, it's the opposite. It's giving you a discount. So, I, I mean, it's it's kind of faking a ramp, yeah, but um, it does have some well, benefits. You, so I in, thought we'd throw in, it in. In my case, it gives me two energy. Yeah, that's really yeah. all it ever does. Um, so we're talking about big entrance, and we'll read the revised wording. So it has the impulse keyword. You may add this die to your bag. Impulse abilities happen when you purchase the die with impulse, and then die purchased this turn costs one less than their printed cost, no matter how many big entrance dies are used minimum one, and gain impulse, you may add this die to your bag. Um, so it's a little more churn. That's so so say. Here, here's, here's, my, um, here's my thoughts on how you could kind of use it as ramp. Just leave so it in your ramp, binder. So ramp is getting leave more... Leave it in your binder. <laughs> ramp is getting more energy on the next turn, right? So if you use this... You're not getting the ramp this turn. You're getting it the next turn. So let's say you buy it early, throw it in your I bag. Get my, I get my two energy the same turn, Zach. I don't <laughs> See, know what you're talking you now about. Have, you now have one extra energy that <laughs> turn. Over over a couple turns, it's paid for itself. <laughs> so let's say you you do roll it. You happen to roll it. And you buy a bunch of one costs. So you can buy three one costs, throw them in your bag. You then roll those your next turn on double energies. And boom, you've got tons of energy turn You know, three or so, two. Three. Okay. I mean, I mean that, that's <laughs> yeah, one way to yeah, do it. There's one way. So I, just, I, I more wanted to just say that another way to get ramp is to buy the characters and roll them on den- double energy because, yeah, it stinks that. that you're not fielding them, but the you can get a lot. That That's kind of the other way to, to get some ramp without, you know, KOing characters, rolling them on energy. You're going to have a lot of energy. Yep. No, you know, no attackers, blockers. What can you do? Yep. All right. So for the next one, it's funny. These two were in World Light, but they're both getting reprinted. This one has is a local favorite, or used to be a local favorite, and we're talking about relaxing. So you draw a die from your bag, then you name a die, you draw a second die. If the second die you draw was named, you keep and draw um, a third die. Otherwise, move the second die to your use pile, unless you have it on the double burst side, where you keep the second die, and you roll um, the two or three that you draw from it. So this one's always a fun one. Um, if you look at it, you actually net gain one because <laughs> you're using the action die mm-hmm. to to get it, and you could possibly get two extra die out of it. Yeah, I I mean it's good, but again, this one comes up to timing as well. If you're good at calling things, it's going to be worth it in the long run. You buy it initially, you're getting some good ramp, you're getting some good churn, but if you miss one or two. Um, it's going to hurt you yeah. competitively. But I, I do like having this card because I think ha- 
us using this card made me better at counting dice in my bag because mm-hmm. you, you're always constantly looking. You're trying to you're paying attention. You're, you're yeah. trying to figure out that flow. So like, even if you don't want to use it in like a competitive tournament, I always encourage people to try using it so you can understand your bag flow a little better. Because yeah. you're, I mean, it it's one of those cards that makes you pay attention. If to you it. buy tons of dice, tons of like cheap characters and stuff, or expensive whatever. If you have, if you know you're gonna have a lot in your bag, turning through stuff, don't don't use this. Yeah, um, and then so the next one is create food and water, which is another popular one. Draw dice from your bag until you draw a non NPC or sidekick die from your bag, or if your bag is empty, prep all dice drawn this way. I know Russ loves using this because the way he does it, it's usually on his collector's team. He doesn't buy anything other than a collector, and then he'll use this so his bag's full of sidekicks and create food and water. So he has a high chance of always drawing that create food. Well, he'll, he'll, if he only has one create food and water, he's going to draw it every turn, right? Yep. Um, because he'll, he'll prep it, and then all he needs to do is make sure he rolls it, and then, bam, yeah. he has seven to eight, eight energy to use every, every turn. Yeah, this is one of those high-risk, high-reward um, abilities. Yeah, because keep in mind, this doesn't refill your bag. Right. So you, you want yeah. so to time you that, You need right? to know what you're doing and time things right. Um, use the global when necessary to relo- reload your bag. And if you time it wrong, it's it's going to hurt you. I've seen that in my play. But if you can time it right and roll right, you're actually looking pretty good and, and you can get some huge benefit, like yeah. five or six. Like some of, I think this is probably one of those with a single die you can probably prep more than any other one. There might be one other one that's potentially more, but I think you can potentially get, I mean, up to... I don't know, five or six dice yeah. I've seen before. Um, and then so, in, in, uh, I like how we're going through sets. So for Tomb Annihilation, I know a lot. everybody's instinct when they do draft is to go for this one. I actually like the other one that's in Tomb of Annihilation, which is Candle Keep. Mm-hmm. And it says, choose one, draw two die from your bag and roll them, or prep two die from your, from your bag. And the reason why I like this in draft a little bit more is because sometimes you need that control on when you get the energy, right? Whereas mm-hmm. for create food and water, that's for sure you're gonna have to wait a turn. Yes, but what are the costs? Uh, so so candle keep is four, create food and water is three. So yeah. there's one difference. So, so there's that that helps. Um, you can use that a little bit more. Um, you know, if you get the three and then use a global, a lot of times uh, if you roll a sidekick, it's kind of hard to buy that four. I know that was kind of the same way with back in the day with superhero registration act stuff like that. If you if you roll the sidekick and you're like, all right, roll it again, so that sidekick, you're out, right? You're behind already. Yeah. That's the one you wanted to buy. So that three makes it a little bit easier. I know it's only one, but but I, sometimes it can help just having the, the three instead of the four. But I agree that this one is nice because it gives you that option. So, you know, this turn you're like, oh, I need the ramp next turn. Boom, I'll choose yeah, this to prep so, them. This is right? so great. Oh, I need it this time. I need to fill that yeah. character. Boom, let's roll yeah. it. Yeah, this was so great in draft when I get, would get a whole bunch of dragons. Because oh, yeah. I would be like, well, I don't need the energy now because I'm going to field them, and it's not going to be enough to breath weapon. So I'm going to save it to next turn and then just do like two breath weapons instead of doing one. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I, I really loved about that. And then so our last basic action that we have is this is coming out in one of the newer so sets. There, there, there's one other one. One other one? Investigation. Oh, yeah, Investigation. It, it's, it's one of yeah. the big ones right in now. In Thor. Yeah, that's from yeah. Thor. It, it's awesome because no, no, no timing and stuff, right? Yeah. It's like if you have the dice there... You're gonna you're gonna get yeah them. it's it's draw and roll two dice yep it's pretty pretty simple for that I know that yeah that's a popular one in Thor right now um, and then so yeah our our last one that's a basic action um, is squad goals draw and roll a die for each different energy type among your active character dice sidekicks do not have an energy type roll dice are placed in the reserve pool so if you're playing I mean this would be actually pretty awesome. Um, if you're playing crossover characters, right? Yeah, I don't like <laughs> it though. Because w- when do, when do you like to buy these actions and get that ramp? Right off the bat, right yeah. before you get any characters. This one's reliant upon those characters, and it's a four cost. So I mean, it might work well if you build around it, but honestly, I don't see it getting yeah, much play. I mean, I'd I'd, I'd rather pick Candle Keep, Candle Keep or Investigation. Yeah, you know, those would be the it's, two. Yep. It's more the, both of those are more consistent. You may get yeah. less. In the long term, but investigations might go to just based on the cost to what you get. Yeah, uh, candle keep would be good if you do need that that option, that, that control. Yeah, because because yep. can investigations at three costs again. Yep. All right, so we saved the best for last. Yeah. I know you are the global. So wait, guru. you said there's only three things. This makes four, right? Four uh, different types. 
Globals, basic actions, and abilities. abilities. Yeah. Oh, we forgot Swarm. That's another no, ability. No, Swarm. That, yes. I mean, Keyword. most people are familiar with it, but if you aren't, Swarm is, if you have a character that has Swarm out, if you draw another die of that same character, so say if you have a Parademon, you draw another Parademon die um, on your clear and draw step, you draw another die, and if that's another Parademon die, you keep doing that until you draw um, a non-Parademon die. Yeah, it was interesting because Swarm usually has has been in um, a lot of the campaign boxes and stuff. So it was in like the Ninja Turtles and a few uh, yeah. uh, things like that. But now it's not be, now it'll be in all the campaign boxes. It's Zach. not in the new one actually. There's no Swarm in the Avengers one. If uh, I believe. Yeah, I, but I think it's coming back in the Warhammer. One. Yeah, I think so, so too. Yeah. Um, I don't know how playable that will be, but uh, some of us like Swarm a little bit more if you can get it going. Yeah, if we were here, Russ would just. If yeah. you, you'd spend the rest Mul- of the segment. Multiple man's pretty awesome. It's rotated out, and yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if Swarm makes a resurgence because that was kind of the original keyword. Yeah. All right, so now to the cards that you like, the cards that have red text yeah. that allow you to kind of do ramp. Um, the first one has been, I mean, almost since the beginning of this game, is Resurrection. Yeah, and they keep reprinting it. It's great. Uh, and the global is pay a shield once per turn, on your turn, draw a die from your back, and prep it. Yeah, um, good old classic one for one. It yeah, it's you, more it, it's more like delaying that energy, right? You have well, an extra one. It's, and you it's wanna, ramp, right? Yeah. Because you, you, yeah, you're trading one for one, but next turn, so you're sacrificing. You only have three energy this turn to buy something, but you're sacrificing the one to be able to have five energy next turn to potentially buy um, a five cost, or then turn that one into maybe two with another global or something else for next turn, and then the ramp, you know, you're constantly getting more. It used to be in the, in the way where you would use professor X. Yeah. So you trade one for two. We kind of have to settle now for one for uh one for one in this case. Yeah. But there is a one for two if you play it right. With, yeah. Uh, and, one coming up. And then well, you know, um, we, we should probably throw in its cousin villain is packed. Yes. So the global is pay a mask once per turn on your turn. If you have no dice in the prep area, you may prep a die from your bag. Um, this one's a little trickier because one, you got to make sure your, 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 um, KO, your prep area is empty when you use yeah. it. So, so a lot of people will use this in conjunction with resurrection. So you yeah. sacrifice two, two for two, and, um, you, you have make to make sure yeah. you do that. This you one villainous, first, villainous pack first resurrection. and you can't use it on your opponent's turn. Right. Um, yes. where resurrection you can do. So kind of speaking of PXG, this is the new, new PXG, the HXG, which is Heimdall. And his global is pay a mask once per turn. On your turn, you may prep two sidekick die from your use pile. So no more on your opponent's turn. And no more six times a turn. It's once per turn, and on your turn, you can move two over. Still yeah. great, though, because it's one for two. So you're getting ramp and churn yeah. for a good cost. But again, you got to plan it right. you yeah. got to have two in your use pile, not transition zone. Um, so it, like for me... And you got to like, roll the, the yeah, right energy. Yeah, for me, if I'm like kind of... Uh, you know, I, I consider myself more of a thin bag kind of guy. Mm-hmm. That's almost every other turn. Right. You know, if you I play it right. Time, yeah. Because yeah, you, you got to make sure you don't reload your bag at the beginning of the turn and then not have anything. Yeah, there. That's, that's got me. It's, it's so many yeah. times because I'll it, forget. It really makes you think and, and, and makes you time things. I had this on my nationals team and it was pretty fun because for one of the first times uh, we were able to use it twice. Me and my opponent brought it, and so and you're we like, were able Whoa. To, like, yeah, two for four. Yeah, those were fun games. Yep. All right, Zach, thank you so much for kind of talking and revisiting about ramp. So, if you guys have any questions, or if we missed something, we tried to cover everything, but we're not perfect. Um, shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Um, you know, we love hearing your questions and answers about stuff too. So Zach, thank you so much. And I will see you in a second where we're going to take a Sharpie do it card. Like we're literally going to do it. And then we're going to write new stuff in because I know you'll enjoy doing that. We'll make you do it too. Cringe. All right, guys, we have the full team here. We have Zach, the global guru. We have Dr. J, JD, soon to not be JD or soon to be JD in the extra stuff soon yeah soon 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 then alex the portal jumping episode hopping bus driver the bus driver and back to bike mechanic yeah and bike mechanic just about everything i mean between you and jared i'm gonna run out of breath when i introduce you guys to segments (laughs) of this guy (laughs) and then we have ken pool also here today how you doing man hi 
<laughs> I, I, I should ask, did you like Deadpool 2? Uh, I loved it. Actually, I think I liked it more than the first one. Oh, it was right. really good. Sweet, because you were busy with your house stuff when it came out, and I never got to ask you, so... I feel like I'm always busy with stuff. So. <laughs> yeah. It was really good. Enjoyed it. All right. So this is a, this, this segment, it's a shout out to DM Armada because <laughs> it's time for us to do an errata that where we pick a card in Dice Masters and, you know, it, we don't have the ability to do this, but we, we do it mentally where we take a Sharpie and erase all the text and put in our own text. I think you promised me you were literally going to use a Sharpie. I know. Where's your something. cards? Bring out your cards. I sold them all. <laughs> I'm, to, sure, I'm to, sure I've got some in the car. To, to, I'll to, trade to, to Zach Gree one on eBay. Is that <laughs> Dice, Masters, now. Dice Masters is like glitter, okay? You could sell your whole lot. You'll still find <laughs> Dice and cards in yeah. nooks and crannies all over the Don't place. Don't worry, I have, a, I have a full second set that I've got. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so this time we decided to pick a card that Jared was so excited about. I was so excited about it. <laughs> when, when the set was coming out. It's from Guardians of the Galaxy. It is the rare Ronin the Accuser. No quarter from the Kree. He has an eight-cost bolt, a villain affiliation, and his ability is, when fielded, move all villain character dice to Ronin the Accuser's card until end of turn. Return them to the field at the same level. So, uh, Jared, do you want to mention why this card is just... Because he does nothing <laughs> so bad. Because it's missing the word other. Yeah. <laughs> He's a villain himself. So first of all, you paid eight for him or you didn't. You nowhere up to him or whatever. You invested something in order to get him <laughs> off his card. Yeah, that's, that's not a turn one. No. It's just, 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 just being the eight cost already. It's like, you, okay. You built around buying this guy. Now you field him. And not only do all the villains on the and all other villains on the field go to his card, he goes to his card. No, no, you added the word other. That's the word that it's missing. Yeah. Right. It is. <laughs> all villains, including Ronan, go to his card until the end of turn, so he does nothing. Basically That's only if you pay his fielding costs and actually get him out too. Basically not, not only you pay the eight, but then you have to pay the one, one, or two to field him. <laughs> right. Hey, at right. least to right. send least him he away. Has good right. fielding costs for an eight cost character. I mean, that's, that's going to be on the field for like two seconds. <laughs> he's got Especially if he's on that level stats. one, he'll be a five, five. It's yeah. <laughs> pretty he, bad. He's really stats. got, he's got pretty good stats for his fielding costs. Yeah. I mean, so, so he can be a zero, zero character. I would love to pay eight for a five, five. That's true. His like, purchasing cost is junk, but his once you've purchased him, his fielding cost for the stats isn't bad. Yeah, no. you, know, you only have to no, wait. You only bad. have to wait two turns to be able to attack with him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's basically got summoning sickness, which no other die in this game has. Wait, you know? yeah, it's like I field him, but I can't do anything with him until next turn. No, so we figured it out. Well, how do we play him? Yeah, we this did the mental it. gymnastics. This is what you have to do. It's simple. It's as easy as this. <laughs> You get a villain remover. So the you have to play Ra's al Ghul. Ra's al Ghul, it targets a card. So before you filled Ronan the Accuser, you remove his re, uh, villain affiliation. Oh, no, actually, first you need to use Danger Room to make everything a villain. Because you got to get rid of stuff, right? Because sidekicks and stuff aren't villains. So, boom, get that out. Then you remove his villain affiliation. Then you pay to field him, and everything else goes away, and you swing in for five damage. So, you know, <laughs> but what you, know, you just did, you, what you just what did you was just you said, made his fielding cost two, two, three plus an action die. <laughs> like that's his fielding cost now instead of one, one, that. two. You only you only have to do that four times, and you win the game. <laughs> it's as easy as that. <laughs> yeah, you so feel about you that ramp on that segment earlier. How quick would you get to eight? <laughs> oh well, you're probably using the collector, so you have to have the the, the six cost collector. <laughs> <laughs> that that removes the collector free. from the field too. So like totally. turn right. totally. sixteen, you can get him out. <laughs> oh well, uh, maybe, maybe fifteen, maybe twenty. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're going up. Okay. Well, yeah. It, it's it's down. It's down He's the road. got a wind field effect. Any character with six or higher cost with a wind field effect typically is a bad idea. So you have to have Shriek so to get rid of their Madam Mask. Is he when fielded when he comes back off of his card? So no. does he just endless loop nope. this? No, because you just return them. That would be really oh, funny okay. if he could not stay in the field. Or you just endless them. loop all villains on his card. You know what else card. you have to do? You have to move all of their dice 
and make sure you keep them in the same <laughs> yeah, same, same level. level. What if you have the, the same, same character as they do on there, and you're putting them both on the hey, it card? Doesn't, it doesn't well, you're going home with an extra card. Right. Your dice. Here's here's the <laughs> here's the first errata to make it a little bit better. Return them to your filled zone at the higher level. So you just take control errata. of them. So you yeah. then can take control of them for a turn. And yeah, that just boom. One word. So, so super scarecrow. You want super? Yeah, scarecrow. you want. Yeah. You know, Russ you is going to use it for, for twice the local for, meta for twice the price. I yeah. mean, you should get an even a way better ability. <laughs> just their villains. <laughs> I think that. Or would you know, everything with danger room. Would that even? <laughs> would that even make it playable though? If you, li- if you literally got everything, it is still an eight cost. Yeah. So no, unless you're playing wow. like the way Jared played Thanos. But that's, but that's, that would be hey quite man, the upgrade, works. though. Hey, this segment is called the Rat of That. What even is playable? Like come on. that's like a concept that doesn't matter right here. <laughs> Can we just replace this okay. text with a okay. eight cost Thanos text? The Rat of That. The first thing it says is Yanti Pureblood does not have any text <laughs> and then we add the ability to but, it but so that that may that way you can no, at least no, maybe no, get wait, there you, you, you oh, and that's effective when the die no, is not you, in the field you, you, you've you, already <laughs> lost before you can even buy him you know, that's what i'm <laughs> right? saying the text as on long the, as it's on your team the, yanti cannot exactly the text yeah. on the card yeah. says you know in parentheses ronin the accuser does not have to be active that would be a really fun ability if it says something like while this card is on your team like all character dice get minus one attack or something. Oh, you weird mean like, like that. the kind of like rigorous training? Card? Exactly. Yeah. Only on a character yeah. card that you could buy. That would be pretty awesome. Yep. Or even just not one. Make it a promo card. So it's LCG. You got to have some good prizes, right? You win this where all all um, Yantis have minus ten attack or minus you can't ten. Can't have the Marvel defense. card referencing. D and D cards. Why does it have weird. to be Marvel? Why huh? not? Because we're talking about Ronan the Accuser. Why not? We, we that's got, what this uh, whole like. That's a big <laughs> selling point of this whole game is mashing mix, your mix DC imagine, versus right? Marvel versus dragons versus whatever the people are in Yu-Gi-Oh. That's a, that's a fair point. <laughs> that's a fair point. Or you could say like all super rares are blanked as long as this is on your team. Ooh, <laughs> rarity. That would be that would be so yeah. useless. Moving to the LCG model, <laughs> is everything That's considered awesome. common? <laughs> all gray, all gray stripes have no text. <laughs> what if it? What if it had a had a? While this card is on your team, all opponents' character dice are villains. That could mm. that would be so. Then it takes away the let, whole danger it, room still combo. Would you have be to do usable. But it would no, have to com- but combine then mine too. You wouldn't ever buy him. You would just use villainous pact. And then you would use it that way, so that or we know it's all non-villains though. Crap. Yeah, yeah. Villainous pack. I'm like, what are you doing? Villainous pack would do nothing for this. I lose. You know what would make us really good is if it just said all opposing villains. Like literally, the word "other" would be other more would than, other would be usable because then you don't yeah. field yeah, any. Yeah, then you just don't instead. field any other villains. Yeah, right? I, I yeah. Actually, or actually, you know, field them after him. Yeah, yeah. like I, I probably wouldn't even mind if it said non-villains. Yeah, you know, right. You know. That would make more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why is he? He's like, "Hey, we're on the same side. Screw you." What's up with that? Hey, no, he's like, "Party on my card. Let's go." Yeah. Oh man, he's so bad. Can we make him worse? No, he can't. No, get he worse. can't get worse than that. Jack him up to nine. <laughs> nine cost. One, two, three fielding cost. Oh, give him three. a max of six dice. Three, three, three fielding cost. Let's do that. Yeah. Only target your villains. A max of six <laughs> dice, and you have to f- bring all six. Uh, <laughs> you have to. You have to play six. <laughs> it doesn't say max. It says required. Minimum six. Minimum six. <laughs> really awesome. The- yeah, minimum <laughs> six. <laughs> no max. No limit on how many you can bring, but minimum six. <laughs> that would that would be a really interesting concept to balance this game. And like this is told totally the ta- tangent, but. That would be a fun way to do minimum numbers of dice on cards. Wait, you, right? you, you mean I, I, well, what I would do would just be I'd bring 19 Ronin the Accuser dice and one Yanti Pure Blood die and just go with that. <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> hey, here, here's, a, here's a creative way to make him viable. So you leave it at eight, but he costs one less for every villain your opponent has on their every villain die that they have filled See, it. that wouldn't be too I like bad. that I like yeah. that because then if you do have a villain maker you could like really yeah. and then I mean it would still be one for but isn't there a Thanos coming out that's 
a lot like that, only with your villains. Like, uh, like in the new, in the yeah, in the new Avengers set, one of the new Thanos does that. But it'd be really cool to have it one also like target your opponents so you could play them together. So you got Ronan and Thanos working together. Oh, yeah, yeah. That'd be pretty awesome. That'd, that'd be thematic. Or just have something that interacts with Thanos. I think that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Like if you if Thanos is in the field, Ronan the Accuser costs one to buy. Something like that. That'd be you, awesome. You just want Ronan to somehow work, right? Totally. Yes. I did. He was like one of my all time favorite characters. And I was just like, oh, man. That's terrible. We all have those characters out there that we just wish was playable. It's every friggin' set. I, I don't one. know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, Vibe works perfectly fine, Zach. There's perfectly fine. Super Rare Deadpool is like the best card <laughs> ever created. <laughs> Thank you for picking up. I softballed it over to him. <laughs> oh, man. Common evil Deadpool. <laughs> I mean, like, would this even be usable if we made it a four or a three cost? I mean, uh, maybe for his stats alone. But yeah, but if, he, if he keeps the stats, then sure, he's better at four. But I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't play him. I, mean, I think. Uh, I think another way to errata this that would be interesting, or take off the villain not, affiliation. Well, well, no. To <laughs> right. to make it interesting and not change it too much is if you said move them to your card until the end of the opponent's turn. Yeah. Kind so, of, that, yeah. so that they were no, no, like, you actually not, not to his card. For... We, we got to make a Ronin world. Exactly. Yeah. I, Cause we've got dupe world. Or I want it, a Ronin world too. Said, you know, when he's fielded, <laughs> send all opposing characters to dupe world. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and then dupe have a dance world. off. <laughs> and have a dance off. <laughs> you know, it'd be kind of fun is when fielded, remove all, uh, or move all active dice to his card, they are now removed from the game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually justify the eight cost. You know, yeah. that's, that's something to build around. That's what's that's what's crazy to me is like you look at some other high cost characters like Thanos, those are game ending cards when they hit the field. <laughs> he needs to be a game ending Here you go. card oh, here's one. when he hits the field. So um kind of the same type of theme. When he's fielded, all of your opponents villain character dice on their cards go to his card and they now cost eight. <laughs> so like if they haven't bought their streak, yeah, boom, get all they the go to his card out. and they all cost eight. Oh, you'd be dope. Yeah, just in case on the off chance they haven't bought their streak by the time you buy this eight cost run. Hey, if I had to buy him for eight, then you're going to have to buy your villains for eight. Make, make all those nobbies cost eight. Yeah, so then it kind of makes them unpurchasable. You need to do something with their fielding costs because, or you could just use that to him. All the villains are bought. Everything, <laughs> or, or you could just use, yeah. the, use the other Thanos action. at this point, right? <laughs> yeah, you use a Thanos, just bring him in. One, uh, what if go away? What if you had a card like this that to purchase him, you could save energy for? So, like, you roll a sidekick and you can move that sidekick to this card. To, like, collect. Once it yeah. hits eight, oh, and it's then like, you get to purchase it. Anytime the, there's eight energy on this card, you, move it to your use pile and, and purchase a die. In the bag or in the prep area. Mm-hmm. That would be dope. Hey, like, that hey, actually hey. almost sounds like there was a Thanos in Age of Ultron that whenever you did damage with a villain, it brought his cost, cost down. down. Yeah, put a counter on it. Yeah. yeah. That that sounds did, in that same vein. Yeah. Did you know in well, my but, but the you this, could use it but though, this to you just could, take sidekicks out of the game. Yeah, you could manipulate your bag. Your yeah. bag for, like there would be more reasons to do it than just to yeah. purchase him. Did, so. did you know in my uh, imaginary transformer sets that that's what a energy cube action dice was, was going to do? Is where you could move a sidekick. The energon. Energon cube? cube. Yeah. So you That's could cool. so you could store energy in the energon cube, right? Yeah. Never going to happen then, now, but and then use it to like burst damage yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah. And then like I think I had one where your opponent could actually attack it and then it would just do field damage to everything. <laughs> but then I realized equal that was, to, equal to how much energy yeah, was stored. Then I That's realized cool. that was a bad idea because Russ would abuse it. Ooh, another yeah. way yeah, that you could totally. another way you could errata this to make it decent is, you know, okay, leave the wording the same but add the sentence on the end for every villain die put on his card, deal one damage to your opponent. Or yeah. deal one damage to your opponent's field, or something like that, or to yourself, <laughs> or to yourself. <laughs> no, you l- take you, that you, much damage. No, you'd you just lose go life. Full Kate Bishop on that. <laughs> <laughs> you you would lose life. You wouldn't take. You damage. lose life. Yeah, it's no damage. <laughs> yeah. you can't that no mitigation. <laughs> or you can pay five to prevent that cost. <laughs> Either player can pay five to prevent. That cost. 
this feels like this like most of our other errata cards feels like an incomplete card like something was missing from yeah. the other card. yeah that's what was missing a word or, word or a, or a clause or a paragraph or a really or a good sentence. global yeah. at the bottom even just the <laughs> Ra's al Ghul global. I, I like, mean, not even a great global. Then lots of people just will play the it. Ra's al Ghul one does it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm surprised, like, we've done tons of these errata that's where, like, this is, I think this is the first time you've actually mentioned to add a global to no. a card. I, yeah. I feel like you should be doing I that. I think like, I've thought of it before. <laughs> Maybe I, I didn't think, say it, I but think, I've thought of it. I think for our next errata that, we need to find a global that we need to errata. Something that Zach's like, oh, I wish this was better. You know, a lot of the new ones are, are costing two once per turn those would be pretty easy to errata gotta make those better i like it, I like it. <laughs> they're rough yep all right guys so it's always a fun time when we do an errata and make sure you guys go check out dm armada and check out his post he does some pretty cool dice master videos too what we should have done is errata all of their comments this guy, this guy should have said this, and this guy should have said that, and DM Armada's original post should have said this. <laughs> well, the, that that would have been easy because I could have just been, well, link this to episode sixty-four, link this to episode sixty-three. <laughs> it's already done. Um, but yeah, if you guys want us to errata a card, shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Guys, thank you so much, and I will see you all later. And that's it for this episode of the Double Burst Podcast. We would love to hear from you guys. Did we miss anything in Modern Ramp? Or how would you errata Ronan the Accuser? Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Check out doubleburst.com for past episodes, places to subscribe, and cool player resources. If you guys are looking for a way to support the show, head on over to twitch.tv forward slash ktdata and hit the subscribe button. That money goes back to making all the ktdata.net shows even better. Speaking of ktdata.net shows, if you guys haven't yet, check out our brand new show, The Playthrough. It is our brand new board game podcast featuring the guys from Double Burst. Big thanks to everybody who listens to the show. Everybody on the team appreciates it. And until next time, my friends, may your dice rolls be ever in your favor. Thank you.